calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome, friends, to another episode of IGN Unfiltered, my monthly interview series where I get to sit down with the best, brightest, most interesting minds in the games industry. Uh, today, I'm joined by none other than Sam Lake from Remedy Entertainment. Sam, I've been chasing you for years. It's been years. At this yes. point, uh, you have such a fascinating career, I'm so eager to speak with you. In fact, because you're never in San Francisco, and I'm never in Finland, so we had to convene here in Los Angeles during E3. Uh, but I, it's a miracle you're here at all, because I'm told that you're currently cursed. What has been well, going on yeah, with you? Yeah. <laughs> I like like it, it. It feels appropriate with control being all about these weird things happening, altered world events. Yeah. You can hear hear it in my voice. <clears throat> so so I lost my voice a couple of days ago. No. I had a cold and had to be speaking a lot at work, doing yeah. presentations, and it was just completely gone. I it never has happened to me before, and and. Then my phone broke one day before the trip. <laughs> Had to scramble to get a new phone. Uh, something happened with your car, I heard too. Yeah, yeah. Let's not, <laughs> let's not even go to that. And, oh, and yeah, it didn't stop there, but it's been ongoing. So, looking forward to the next thing to happen. Like, like. <laughs> well, it's all it's all up from here, right? It's uh, you got it all out of the way yeah, at I, once. I, I already said that a couple of times, oh, and then no. something more happened. So, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, Happy to be here. Thank you for being here, because uh, again, your career—I've—I've I've genuinely been a fan of your work for then the team's work since since Max Payne. I mean, it's that game, uh, which is which is near the beginning, not quite the beginning. We'll talk about the sure, beginning. Yeah, but uh, it's just—I I don't think you guys have ever made anything less than an excellent game. Not—it's not that you haven't even made a bad game. It's—I think they've all been varying degrees of excellent, and you just. Your team has a, a special something that I want to try and get at a little bit here. And, and I always like to start with, with my guests at the beginning. So I'm, I'm always curious, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid? As a kid? Uh, <clears throat> like, depends on how far back you go. <laughs> like, like, uh, but did you, I mean, did you want to be a writer yes, early on? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I liked making up stories. I, I liked pretend like well yeah. all kids do but but maybe 
maybe more and <clears throat> maybe maybe a bit more purposefully putting an effort to it, like uh, we, with the games that we were playing. Uh, there was a time, I would say around 12, after I found Lord of the Rings and, and fell in love with that and, and went on to chase, like reading the <coughs> Nordic, like, like Edda poems, like that were part of the source for Tolkien. Cool. And, and I, I, I definitely wanted to be a, a professor of mythology. That was my life. That's what That's I'm going to cool. be. <laughs> that didn't last that long, but, but yeah. Well, you're the professor of a certain mythology now in, in, sure. in the gaming yeah. universe, yeah. so it kind of came true eventually. Um, so did you, did you play video games as a kid? Well, computer games, I guess. Right. Like, like uh, Commodore 64 was my first gaming platform yeah. that I had. Yeah, I played a lot. Uh, <clears throat> all kinds of games, really, like as you as you did, but but really fell in love with role playing games and 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 Ultima series in particular. You know, like, I think I feel like Ultima. I I think this is the forty fourth episode of this forty four time I, Ultima comes out. But I yeah, I think you're not far off. It's it's Ultima and role playing games seem to be a, a quite the common denominator with with game designers and and game creatives. And so what. What you just—I I take it the was it just the worlds you you were just immersed yeah. in, in like, the world. Like it, it just felt incredible that that there can be worlds like that as as in, inside a game. Yeah, and, and you would just dive in and immerse yourself. I mean, in some ways, I, I I kind of feel that the graphics being so simple that that just stimulated your imagination. Yeah. And you were making things up on your own at the same time. Right, filling in the gaps in your yeah, mind. Right. right. And, and, and putting an effort to it as well. Like, you know, you had to have a notebook and you were drawing maps and, yeah. and you were kind of engaged in a, in a very real manner. And, and also there, if you look, I, I started with Ultima 2. Okay. That was my first. But already the leap to 3, how much more content and how much deeper the world felt and more real. Like it was a huge leap then, and then going on to like four and five and six, and yeah, so so that was a big deal. Uh, yeah, I played a lot, and, and uh, you know, text-based adventure games, and, and 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 all of that. That was like in Finland, you know, as a kid growing up. Obviously, English is not my native language, and and. But you started learning a lot because there was also a really strong motivation to learn. Sure. All of this content, this wonderful content, is in English. So, so you are learning. And, and, and you know, somewhere in, before high school, I just, like, stumbled in a bookstore in Helsinki into the section of, uh, of English paperbacks, fantasy books. And that was like, you know, I remember that there, there, there is this moment of, Almost like this angel choir, like <laughs> sound coming, and you know, having been in library and finding Lord of the Rings, they were definitely the classics were translated into Finnish, like like you know, uh, Earthsea books and things like that. Tarzan, obviously, yeah. uh, John Carter of Mars, these books, 
but then suddenly there were kind of rows and rows of paperbacks with, with interesting fantasy covers, and I just picked a thick one and, and started going through that w- with a dictionary. Wow, that's, like, a, that's awesome. And, and 20 pages in, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm never going to get to the end, so I put the dictionary away. I'll just fill the gaps with my imagination. If I don't understand a word, yeah. I'll just figure out like... And, and what what still, a clever way to go about it, actually. I, I think that if I w- would ever go back to those books, I would now discover that this is not the story. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but Maybe that's know, not the point, in a but, sense, though, right? You, yeah, you, but, <laughs> you know, English language and especially US, but, but UK culture also in a very strong way, like true television. In Finland, we don't dub the shows. There are okay. subtitles, so yeah. you are learning through that. Uh, there were very limited section of, say, comic books, like, like Marvel superhero comic books translated, but then discovering that you can actually, already back then, you could order them straight from the stage, and, and suddenly the selection just widened yes. into a huge thing. and reading those and learning the language through that. That's awesome. So have you, uh, this is another question I've asked a lot of guests, going back to Ultima for a second. Have you had a chance now in your long career to meet Richard Garriott? I have met him a couple of times. Not really, like short conversation. You know, I, I think that the last time was a couple of years ago in Barcelona at Game Lab. Yeah. I mean, we were both there and, well, said hi. And sure. Me, yeah. Yeah, he's he's great. He's sure, uh, he's yeah. got some stories too. If you sit him down, yeah, right. <laughs> he's been to space. He, he has, <laughs> yes, yeah. But like incredible games, like back then. And I actually, for me, the order was maybe slightly different. I only found tabletop role-playing games slightly after, a few mm-hmm. years after being introduced to D and D, and and fell in love with that, and was playing for years and years, and being a game master for our group and, and inventing more stories yeah. and writing a lot. And, and that's actually what ultimately led me to Remedy and right, working yeah, you, on uh, uh, video do games. I, is the story, do I have the story correct, where a, a friend of yours uh, enlisted your help to write on Death Rally? Yeah, uh, and Remedy's a, first a, game? a childhood friend, Petri Arvileto, who was part of our role-playing, tabletop role-playing okay. game group. And, and, and he was also into the demo scene, which was really active and big in Finland. Like, he was doing graphics and stuff like that cool. on, on Amiga yeah. uh, back then. And, and he was one of the founding members of Remedy uh, with a few other guys. Basically, everybody coming from the demo scene. Mm-hmm. Just, like, doing the demos and then deciding, hey, we could do games. Yeah. And, and they were already quite far into creating Death Rally. The, the first Remedy game, and, and Petri obviously knew of my writing, at the, and, and in all likelihood, in his circle of friends, I was pretty much the only one kind of <laughs> very seriously pushing it forward and trying to kind of uh, get that done. So he came to me, you know, we need text mostly for the menus to explain what can you buy sure. in the shop. And yeah. Is like kind of that w- would I be interested? And and at the time I was at the Helsinki University studying the English language and literature, and and I was like, sounds fantastic. Of course I I, I want to come, and and 
immediately after I was looking at the kind of, it was kind of a widescreen type of a setup so that there was this black bar, you know, on the top and uh, on, the, on the bottom of the screen. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, it was very strict limit for like this many characters in a row and you had three rows to write this. <laughs> and I, I was like, but what about this bottom part here at the bottom of the screen? That must be like 10 rows, you know, could I, could I write something there, like a story? And everybody was like, mm, sure. sure. <laughs> so I'm writing a crazy piece of story for the Death Rally world. And, and, and yeah, that was That's the great. Yeah. So did, did you end up finishing university then? Or did, no. No, okay. No. And I, yeah, it never felt like, like I, I did continue my studies all the way into Max Payne. Right. Uh, but but then it was more and more interesting work, and less and less I felt reason yeah. to go back and and kind of make it official. Uh, so yeah, never. So yeah, clearly, who knows? No, no, no regrets about that, though, no. right? Like clearly everything no. has worked out. And yeah, I I, <laughs> I did end up going back to school. Uh, like we were quite far into Max Payne when I saw the opportunity of, of uh, at the Theatre Academy of Finland in Helsinki. Uh, there was this year and a half school for screenwriting and, and uh, drama teacher Pentti Halonen uh, had just returned from here, actually from Los Angeles. He'd been here for years studying and, and doing script doctor- doctoring mm-hmm. and things like that, he came back to Finland and started to, you know, teach screenwriting. And, and, and already in the kind of setup for that, he was saying that you can choose, you can write in Finnish or you can write in English. And that felt to me like, that's perfect. You needed to send uh, kind of like 75 pages of, of screenplay as a sample for yeah. him. So I just sent Max Payne <laughs> and, and got in. <laughs> And 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 That's spend crazy. spend like on the side of working for the next uh, couple of years, actually studying screenwriting for That's, TV and movies, wow. but but also like of course for games. So so that was great, and 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 the, the, it was a very practical school in the sense that it was three semesters, and for each semester we would do a full length movie screenplay, and and. One of them, a horror movie I, I wrote, I ended up stealing a lot from that, from myself into uh, Alan Wake. Interesting. You know? Yeah. That's really cool. Did, did they give you, like, a, with, with the success you've had since with, with Remedy, did they give you, like, an honorary degree later, like an honorary doctorate? Or, no. I, know, I don't know I, if that I, happens in Europe the way it does in the United States. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I, know, <laughs> I haven't been in touch. <laughs> so um, what do you remember about Death Rally as, as a game. I love the story that you told about just yeah. making use of the space to write the story. What do you remember of the game itself? Yeah, I, uh, I was playing it a lot, like, like, like back then. And, and I just, I mean, I, I, from the writing perspective, I, I already back then, I, which, which holds true to this day, I have felt always uh, a, a strong need for for writing for a game, or you know, creating the vision for the game, and then doing the story. That I want to find a way to marry the the tone of the gameplay with the tone of the story. 
and, and, and talking about the tone here, like, like death rally, you know, over the top, you know, explosions and machine guns. And <laughs> so, so I just felt like this story and, and the writing needs to be slightly crazy, yeah. like, like unhinged in a way. <laughs> and, 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 and try to kind of get that energy, the feeling of energy into the, into the writing as, as little of what there was at the, at the time. So, so, and, and, and that's been kind of a consistent thing that was very much present in my mind for Max Payne when I started writing Max Payne then. So where, you know, you mentioned that, that you used the Max Payne script <laughs> this, with this, uh, this, uh, this course that you took. Where did, where did the idea for Max Payne come from? What, from was it from, you or, from, was, Well, it, yeah, like, like quickly the origin. Like, like Remedy was very kind of loose thing in some ways early on. Like, like there was the small core team that created Death Rally. Yeah. But from, you know, the different demo groups, there were a lot of people circulating around. And there were a lot of kind of prototype game projects started. And no one was at that point really being paid. Like, like mm-hmm. everyone got paid from Death Rally just from royalties, straight, okay. straight from the royalties. No one got any, you know, actually pay before. Right, salary. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, and... and you know, everybody was, it was passion project, passion project, different people creating these. And, and then, then, you know, one of these was early on called Dark Justice. And, and I wasn't concepting it. Uh, it was kind of this near future drug war kind of dystopian thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but then that held some promise and, and more people were brought into that project, myself included, and, and I immediately, like, from the narrative perspective, felt like, could we just do present-day world instead of the near future? And, and, and kind of like, I felt like, because I had been right before working on a kind of a role-playing game concept that was kind of film noir feel to it. Yeah. And that didn't go anywhere. But then I hopped on this, and I was like, "Let's do the film noir thing here. Can I can I do it here? And 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 let's have a kind of a definite main character, kind of a private eye or detective sure. kind of a character. And 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 that's how it started shaping up that idea that became Max Payne. And, and at some point, you get I think it was GT Interactive published the first Max Payne. Do I yeah, remember that Yeah, and, and of course, this, you know Scott Miller and George Broussard being the same guys who were 3D Realms. Yeah, and 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 they get, came. Well, Scott came. George yeah, he, Scott was on this show. He told he told right. his side of the story. Okay, of this. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he checked out all the different projects that yeah. Remedy had in the making. And he picked this. Like, like this is interesting. We would be interested in partnering into yeah. this with you and finding a publisher. And, and, of course, we were like, yes, okay, this is what we are doing then. And, and it started shaping up. And, and Petri, like the friend that brought me in, he was on a different rally project early on. I think that name was Accelerate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to hang on to that one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a good one. And, 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 but when Dark Justice started moving forward, he came on board 
as as I think the lead designer, and and he brought in the idea of like he was a big fan. We were all fans of of Hong Kong action movies like yeah. John Woo stuff. Sure, and he had early on this idea that you know the the slow mo bullet time thing is so cool. Can we somehow find a way to make that part of the game experience? Yes. So that came from him, from me, kind of the film noir. And I do feel like if you look at the John Woo movies, I think that there is an echo of film noir there. Like it's very big on melodrama yeah. and and like so so it fit in. Like those clicked into place, and this felt like yes, this this works. And and for me, the film noir like love for that really comes almost from childhood. Like I, I used to love Humphrey Bogart movies <laughs> as a kid growing up, and and then later on, like I, you know, ninety five, ninety six, when we are starting out, like like looking at the movies back then, there was a real real search of of kind of a modern noir, like yes. Usual Suspects, Fight Club, Seven. Uh, David Lynch's Lost Highway, like all of those movies are coming out, and like I love them, like with great passion. That this is wonderful. So, so all of that kind of affected it. Uh, some co- comic books as well, uh, definitely. But, but yeah, that that's what I felt like. <laughs> well, I got to selfishly ask you. I um, I love everything about Max Payne, but he he's voiced. So perfectly by James McCaffrey, no yes. relation. So I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm curious. So where, where did you find him? <laughs> and and did you audition a million people for the role? We, we did audition quite a few. Uh, I mean, this is already at the point when 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 Rockstar is is becoming involved. So it was the auditions were New York based. Yeah. Uh, kind of actors actors there and and. Yeah, we we did go through an audition process like like Jim's voice it just felt like yes this is great. Like it it still took Navid Konsari was our VO director all the way to through Alan Wake. Uh and 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 we were kind of iterating on the style of narration. It wasn't quite there from the beginning. I was writing, you know, test material, and we were practicing and trying it out because that felt like such an important part. You and James were trying it out. So. Well, I mean, Navid and James, okay. and I was remote, like giving feedback, yeah, and, yeah, and, and and writing more material for him to try out. So so, but it's like from the beginning. It felt like this is going to work. This is going to be great, and now just find the style for it. Well, my uh, tell you, I think my my favorite scene in the original Max Payne is uh, the hallucination sequence <laughs> where where he compares it to being in some kind of video game. Yeah. So was that like <laughs> was that fun for you to try and kind of break that fourth wall a little bit? I I love meta. <laughs> I, I I do love like like I'm 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 waiting for you to get to control because we have. That in some ways there, <laughs> like been having fun with that lately, uh, but yeah, I, I I enjoy that a lot, and and that that also comes maybe then from university studies, like like moving from 
you know, how, how your taste kind of develops along the way. I, I do like weird. I have always liked weird. <laughs> and, and, you know, going from genre fiction and then like big discoveries, studying literature at the university was postmodern literature for me. And that, you know, it's fascinating, especially when you are like studying it in the, in the like analyzing, because it almost feels like it's a, it's a, it's a literary genre that's made for analysis. It's, it's <laughs> almost like you are playing a game, like, like you are coming up with interpretations and, and once again investing into it yes. and, and gaining more out of it by investing into it. So, so playing a game almost with the writer, which, which like, like also has been in my mind when writing for games uh, in, in, in some ways. But that's kind of where it started. It's, it's, it's all, you know, postmodern and, 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 and playing around with, with kind of like point of view and, and like what's real and what's not real. <laughs> and by the way, don't worry, we're going to get to control. Yeah, but they, you got to yeah, take yeah. a walk with me here. Sure, yeah. Through, we're, we're, we're I'm, I'm happy to. You're not here they, for your health. You're here to promote a video game control exactly. out yeah, August 27th yes. on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're still working through some Max Payne stuff because. But but I think that <laughs> well, I mean, it's a logical sto- uh, like journey yeah. through this, and and I do feel I I've been thinking about a lot about that kind of when working on control it's been it's been a different kind of a project uh, with 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 many things and approach and i've i've had many kind of flashbacks to working on max Payne, uh, on on working yeah, on and, control yeah and i'll tell you control too you i guess all right we're going to talk about it for a second <laughs> well um, 3 years for you guys your uh, your history again as i i told you at the top like i think you guys have have an incredible track record but Usually, you guys, you know, have have taken taken your time to yes. get get your games right, but uh, <laughs> a pretty tidy three years between Quantum Break and Control is that a is that a a, a technical sort of streamlining of of the the your sort of development infrastructure, or is that have you become more efficient in in world building and and writing as well? Well, I I think it's all of those things uh, really. Uh, but it's 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 also like yes, original Max Payne five years, but then Max Payne two uh, that was eighteen months. Wow! Like, like creating that whole thing, and and I I still look back to it in some ways as one of the most pleasurable writing experiences in my career. Like like it was a very short time period. Like I. The original screenplay for the first Max Payne was something like 165 pages. Wow. And, and the screenplay for the sequel was 650 pages. Wow. And, and, <laughs> and the whole project, which means that the writing took less time, was 18 months. Interesting. And, 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 and that was just <laughs> like, I know this world. I know these characters. Yeah. I, I I was fresh out of the screenwriting school. Now I know, you know, wh- what process. I'm doing. Yeah, and just going at it. And and 
let's make it even more film noir and let's have fun with this and, and push it further. And, and so, so it's not like, you know, I mean, there are many, many stages in a big game project. And, and it is true that, that depending on where you are with your engine and tools, it might be that you are waiting a lot. Like it's, it's not really waiting. You are creating, you are creating, but sure. you are, you end up iterating on the same parts while waiting for the actual thing to mature so that you can create more or less final content and, and only then certain things kind of yeah, lock and, into place and, and then you can start running. And you guys have been, uh, it's uh, Northlight is the name of your sure. in-house technology, yes. right? And, and that's been in place for a number of years now. It so has. I guess you guys probably just know it very well at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, with games, it's always going forward. So there, you, you, you know, our, our tech team, awesome people, brilliant minds, like, like, a lot of that thing just like not even understanding what the, the, what, what what the challenges are obviously there are challenges uh, but but yeah like coming out of quantum break we were make we we had the engine and the tools in a very robust state and 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 a lot of opportunities to hit the ground running i mean a lot of improvements and a lot of additional components have been created while working on control, but but yeah, that that's one part of it why it was so much faster. Also, it 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 was from the perspective that kind of, in some ways, we we decided to, like, we were doing new things, but we also decided that let's focus on certain areas, maybe more than before, mm-hmm. and and very kind of purposefully go forward with those, which also kind of made it made the process faster. So uh, take me back to Max Payne for a minute. Now, uh, I, I, of course, can't let a, an hour-long sit-down with you go by without, of course, bringing up probably your least favorite subject, which is that you are literally the face of Max Payne, of the, of the original Max Payne. Uh, do, do, you, do people ask you to do the face all the time? Is that just like a, a curse of, uh, in your life at this point? I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, a trade show, like E3. Yeah. Yes, sure. All, I mean, all it in happened. the hallways, yeah. It, it does happen. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to uh, oblige. Uh, I mean, th- there was a time coming out of the first Max Payne where I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to distance myself yeah. from this. Yeah. But it's then, you know, the funny thing happens that years roll by and then it's like, well, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. Like, like, Who'd so, have thought you'd still be getting asked to do it all these years sure, later, yeah, right? Like, that says something it's good. An, it's an honor. Yes. And, and, and it's a wonderful com- compliment, I feel. So, so yeah, but it happens. <laughs> uh, now, the other face of Max Payne would, would go on to become uh, Mark Wahlberg in sure. the, the 2008 film. So, um, were you guys, you know, again, given your, your screenwriting, your background... Were you guys pitching it and trying to get a get you know strike while the iron's hot and try to get a movie made, or, or did Hollywood come to you? No, well, like as I recall, it was Scott's thing, okay. uh, Scott Miller's yes. thing. The game wasn't even out. Uh, he had uh, a friend who was a producer, and 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 they had been talking about it. And and I hope I'm not mangling up the history, but <laughs> the, kind of my recollection is that that there was an opportunity to sell the movie rights. 
and 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 he really like he's looking at things from PR angle a lot. Sure. And 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 he felt that it would be a great PR move because you know I suppose back then no movie rights for a game that was not out true uh, had happened yeah. and 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 we would get a new speed out of that and, yeah. and help but that happened and the rights were sold and then later on like the game rights were sold for Take Two and Rockstar right well yeah we'll talk about but, that but 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 the movie rights had gone their own way and and you know like hollywood works it was in the making then it wasn't in the making and it disappeared and after a few years it it came up again and some other people were making a movie and it went like this way and and we were just kind of in the distance having nothing to do with it like hearing these news just as anybody wow. else that's that's got to be a little frustrating in this in a sense well right? i mean early days in all of this like it felt like wow so somebody's interested in the movie and then it went its own way and and we were focusing on creating the game but you know we we were not in any way involved in the process of making the movie it, but when 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 a mark Wahlberg gets attached it's you there's probably some reason for optimism at that point bro because oh, yeah, he's you know yeah. he's a he's a big deal at that point in time and what, what, what well at what point at what point did you know that the movie was maybe not super great? <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, we did hear things, and and uh, I mean, I, I I remember that that we were actually part of the kind of premiere in Finland, like like you know, <laughs> yeah, go, going and see it because <laughs> of course, like like it's part of it. But yeah, maybe not the best movie, and and. It's kind of a curious thing, I feel, that, that especially for something like Max Payne, I'm sure that there would be an angle, like if you sit down and start looking at it, what's the heart of this and what is maybe not, like that, that to me is an interesting question. We are now kind of exploring the possibility of Alan Wake TV show. Really? And, and Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been in the news for a yeah. while. Uh, so, so the interesting thing to me is like, in a game, what's there because it's a game and, and it's needed for the game? Right. What is the heart of this thing that should be carried over? But then, like, how do we make it in this different medium to stand out on its own as a strong thing? And, and that is an interesting question. And, and that maybe wasn't that thought process didn't <laughs> go into making the Max Payne movie. And... and so the choices they're made, because obviously, like, Max Payne is a game love story for certain kinds of movies, ultimately. Yeah. Like, like us being fans of, you know, mobster movies, yeah. and, and, movies. And, and film noir and all of that, like, then doing our passionate, like, like young, I would say amateurs at that point, <laughs> you know, take on those things that, yes... And, and, and that comes out. And, and, but then, like, taking that and making it into a movie, it's, it's kind of a closed loop in a way. It, but, is, it, is, it so, is it depressing to you at all when, when the Max Payne comes out and the movie comes out and, and isn't very good? Because, like, you know, this is a thing that you worked hard to I'm, create. Or, or are you just so detached from it? Yeah, I, I was quite detached. I, I was happy that there was a movie. Yeah. Like, at that point. I, I, I think that that already was. 
That was a like, victory in and of we're, itself. We're celebrating. So, so, but, but definitely, I, I, I've been like when we've been talking about this with our more recent games and, and looking into opportunities. That's what I have been saying. That it doesn't make sense for us to repeat that. Like just sell the rights and let it go, right. and, and somebody does something. Uh, whatever we do, if we ever do something in that space, we want to be involved. Uh, You'll write the screenplay. Well, basically. not necessarily, <laughs> but at least sit down with the creatives and 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 workshop it and and have a writing room and 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 figure it out, like what it should be and how to make it, you know, some something that makes the whole like broader franchise stronger and 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 deeper rather than split it apart <laughs> and confuse it. Yeah. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you had to, you said goodbye to Max Payne after Max Payne 2 when uh, we, yeah, we, the, the, the rights were sold uh, fully to, you know, to, to Rockstar. Sure. They, they and, took and, it over. And, and that was, like, I, I think that it happened in the best possible way. Like, I, myself, and I think at the time, most of the Remedy, like, we, we had worked on, on Max Payne at that point for seven years, which is a long time. And, and, and starting to feel like it would be fun to do something else. Yeah. And, and, and the, Rights were really sold between the games, kind of more or less. Interesting. And, and part of the deal was that we'll create the sequel. So, so it, it, there, there was a long goodbye period. <laughs> like, like, I knew, starting to write Max Payne 2, that, that in all likelihood it's going to be the last Max Payne I'm yeah. going to write. So, so there was plenty of time to kind of go through that emotional journey. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, that worked really well. So, you, you, did you have a say in the in the sale of that? Not that much. Uh, obviously, was part of those conversations, uh, but but not really. And it really did make sense at that point. But I, it, was it was it hard for you though? This thing that you'd built into a great <laughs> thing that you ultimately have very little say in in it. But as as I said, at that point, it felt like. This will give security yeah. to Remedy to create something else. Right. Like, and, and, and we'll be in a more secure position than ever, which means that there is a future. And, and, and that already felt like a wonderful thing to achieve. And, and, and so 
Yeah, it made sense. So, so Rockstar did uh, make it worth your while. I hope you guys sure. did. <laughs> came yes. out of it. Yeah. Came out of it well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of their Max Payne three? I know publicly at the when it was coming out, you had kind of given a public blessing. But I'm sort of you know just in hindsight, what did you think of their take on it? I mean, as I've said, like like it it definitely was not the Max Payne we would have done or I would have done. Like there were clear big creative decisions being made uh, that that I would not have seen or done or felt like even even known how to make, yeah. honestly. <laughs> uh, but I think that they are really good at what they do. Dan Hauser is a great writer. Uh, and and I, in some ways I was happy. Like, like that, that it was clearly Rockstar's Max Payne and not Remedy Wannabe Max Payne, if yeah. you know. Yes, I know. Because I yeah. think that that would have been harder for me and more uncomfortable and, and, and conflicted. So, so I was happy. I was, but I, what, what I felt that Dan did really, really well is to take the style of Max Payne's narration into the experience and, 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 and because Jim then ended up even, you know, borrowing his face for the, for the third, third round, yeah. which at the point when they kind of came up with that, I was going like, why? Like, because, you know, <laughs> back then it wasn't like, like it, it was just natural that there is a character and they look whatever they look. Yeah. And then there is a VO actor. Right. There's no and, performance and, and, and really like... At that point, it was like, yeah, actually, James is perfect. <laughs> like, you know, uh, but I, I, I thought that the voice kind of carried it over in a nice way. And, and, and like, they, they were kind enough to approach us, gave us working progress stuff to review, and, and we did give feedback. I, I did yeah. give rounds of feedback. And, and, and send it over for iteration, especially on the narration stuff. And, and then afterwards, Dan reads out and saying that they are doing a prequel comic book for it, that, that would I like to be part of that? And, yeah. and we were kind of workshopping and brainstorming together. He was like, he doesn't really know anything, any ideas on Max's childhood. Do I have any ideas? <laughs> and I just wrote down all, everything that I had in the back of my mind. That's cool. And it ended up in that story. <laughs> so you're, it's been seven years, you're ready to move on to something else. Where, where does Alan Wake come from? <laughs> it was a long process, like, like much longer than, than we could have imagined. Like early on, like technology was like going on on its own. Uh, but it was really me and Petri, once again, really at this point, two of us, sitting down and starting brainstorming yeah. and concepting. We went through a lot of different ideas for games. Like, like there, there was even a fantasy game <laughs> that, that had a kind of a humor, comic tone to yeah. it. Very big departure. Like, like, sure. And, and we were kind of pushing it until it was actually Petri who said that, you know, I'm I'm not feeling this. I'm I'm not feeling good about it. Let's stop this. Let's think about something else. And then bit by bit, it started to turn into Alan Wake. Like one of the proto versions didn't have a writer yet. Uh, there there was an idea of a 
a man who is suffering from insomnia, who comes to a sleep clinic to be treated. Yeah. And then somehow his kind of nightmares get loose. But right. that was already a Pacific Northwest small town where the dream clinic was. Interesting. So that was kind yeah, of an early... On your way towards but the, but, towards but then it's... And I felt that Petru was already like also part of this kind of brainstorming where the idea of, of a writer came out. <laughs> and and I, I did all the time moving towards it, want to find like, yes, it's going to be an action game of some kind. Like, that's what we do at Remedy. Yeah. But I want an, a hero who is not an action hero by profession. Like something other that is, you know, somebody who's forced right. into that position. And, and, and then when the idea clicked that, hey, writer, and, 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 and then it just like... How, uh, how, how autobiographical is Alan Wake in the sense of, yes, I know like, you've posted pictures online of, of you have a, uh, like a cabin in the woods where you go and, and you write. Oh, oh, and Everything <laughs> has a cabin in the woods. So, so yeah, not, not that unique. Um, I mean, it's, it's as much autobiographical as anything you write, uh, I yeah. write. Like, like always you take, the essence of you know, yourself. your experiences or individual things or just the way like, you know, you, you, you structure the world or think about things and, and, and things that you like, yeah. uh, you know, and it ends up this soup that that kind of, you know, right. comes out. So an, an but, ocean, not a lake of soup. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, like. Also part of like I, uh, it's it's a wonderful honor and a compliment that that there are these certain lines like Max Payne had a lot of them that that the fans just kind of like you know keep bringing up in social media again and again and again. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like like one part that I suppose comes from the profession of being a writer. I think that in in Alan Wake's storyline and in the structure, there is a lot of writing process like it's the yes. like phases of a writing process like as phases of a story in a way uh, hidden in there yeah no it's it's great I, one thing that was sort of people kind of latched onto a bit at the time uh was the product placement the the energizer batteries the Verizon phones was that uh, did, did Microsoft uh, bring that into the, into I, the project I, like, like how does that work so certainly Microsoft was part of it, but our, our business side uh, as well yeah. at Remedy, seeing the upside, like obviously there is money in Of, of course, like no, nobody blames like, you for it. Like, like for me, that, that also goes to like, I, I always try to approach these things from the perspective of how do we like, it's, it's challenge, like if you could, you know, as a creative, pick and choose which product placement to place in. I, I think that you could do a wonderful thing. Sure. And, and, and make it even stronger and more believable. Yeah. It doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> but I, I, I still feel like the, the, you know, the battery placement and things like that, it's, it's close enough. Like, like some of those deals finally quick click into place so late that it's 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 difficult to really kind of integrate them right. deep in there. I'm 
But it was fine. I, no, it was I fine. Yeah, it's yeah. just I think it really just hadn't been done much sure. at that point in yeah. time. By the way, if, if I I can you're you're hanging so tough. If you need to get that water, no, no, make no, sure to, make it's sure fine. to get it. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, Alan Wake has now it's it's I I almost hesitate to use the term cult classic because it. Im- that almost implies that it that it didn't do you know that well, and in in the long run it did. You've said in the long run it did, but you know in, in yeah. the moment you know your big uh, second party, your big Microsoft published title on Xbox, is it is it frustrating to get the critical acclaim, but just not see the 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 commercial results come in early on with Alan Wake? Yeah, I mean it's. I, uh, I think that we at Remedy were kind of spoiled in, in, in the beginning with, with Max Payne being such a huge yeah. hit. Yeah. And, and, and even coming to terms with that took years for me. I, it, it was hard to even understand. Like, like, you know, pouring your heart into it and, and making it a game and, and it coming out. And it, it, it wasn't like this that I even understand understood that that this is a big hit it's because you have no prior experience right. of what what does it even mean i mean there were good reviews and from creative perspective that was wonderful um, being very kind of fresh as a creator i think as a writer like like having that wonderful opportunity of being exposed to a lot of criticism like early on, instead of like, you know, writing and writing and writing, not getting anything published. Uh, you, you, like, I did get a lot of negative feedback as well on the writing. And, and, but, but that, and that was a big lesson to learn. Like, like, you know, you grow a thick hide and yeah. understand that I don't need to read every review <laughs> or every comment in the forums. And, and you know, it's like, you know, it, it's... It's endless. It's, yeah, right. And 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 maybe today, like looking at, at social media, even more so, and even more vicious at at, at, at times, like so so, a lot of learnings on on, on on many levels. But it too, like it didn't like. Now I see it. Like people still passionately love Max Payne and bring it up, and 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 you know, so so, which is wonderful. And and it it people remember it for a, for a long time, but but like that, it took time to understand. So with Alan Wake, it was in a in a similar way. Like it, I find it slightly hard to see how well it's doing. <laughs> I'm I'm not a business guy. I'm not yeah. a money guy. Like yeah. in that sense. So so yeah. Like it's out there. That in itself, from creative perspective, is such a relief. All, sure. Always, like <laughs> we get it, we 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 cut it out there. So so, but I like Alan Wake got huge amount of positive, kind of critical. Oh yeah, you know, there's there's a re- love for reception. It. Yes, and and once again an ongoing thing, and and like like so much like and growing and growing. I feel that it's been growing each year. I mean, we all live in our small social media <laughs> bubble, but I can't do a post in Instagram or Twitter or anywhere without getting replies. Alan Wake 2, <laughs> Alan Wake 2, please. You know, uh, Alan Wake 2 confirmed. 
<laughs> you know, whatever it is, like a picture of a, you know, summer cabin. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not getting out of this interview without it either. And it, but, so, but I guess the where I'll take it is is this. I mean, you know, it, it by the time that sort of slow burn of a success, I think you and the team had posted that it it really ended up having legs and going on to, you know, in, in you know, steam sales and just ongoing, it, it ended it's, up doing very, very well by the word of mouth. But yeah, it, it's it, it's every constant, you know, humble bundles and these things. It's always a huge surprise yeah. and more than estimated. So so yeah, it a lot of people who have played Alan Wake out there. Yeah, but by the time it had amassed sort of a, a, a volumetric success, the the window for Alan Wake two had closed. You know, you're on to Quantum Break. You've got other things. So just I guess if you can clarify, like. And just forgive me, forgive me, the audience, if if you've said this before, but who who owns Alan Wake? Is it you or is it Microsoft? We, we own. You do Alan have Wake, it. Yes. So um, at at this point, and I, I promise I'll leave you alone on the subject after this. But you know, do you even want to make it at this <clears throat> point, or or has kind of the moment passed, and you know you've got control, and you just want to move on to new things? No, I I want to make it. Good. I, I, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, I mean it's. A, <laughs> It, it's a curious thing. I mean, like I've said, like at this point, so much time having passed, I, I, I feel that like the bar is higher in some ways. You know, that, that it's, it's like it needs to be done right if it's ever done. Right. And, and, and everything needs to click into place, which is really hard to make it happen. Like Like so many things for these big games to you know, be greenlit. So many things need to be aligned. And, and, and you know, so, but I, I'm hoping that someday, and, and it's, I, like, like the funny thing is that, that I kind of feel personally that on and off, ever since the first game, I've been working on the sequel. Like, like, like and, and, and this is, I, I haven't said this publicly, but between each project, like like after the first game, I and we with a small crew, we created a concept for the sequel. But it, outside of American Nightmare. Well, before actually, but but then we realized that this is not going forward, and and some of those ideas went into Quantum Break, and some of those ideas went in a kind of reduced, more kind of scaled-down way, went into American Nightmare. Then coming out of Quantum Break, we created a concept for a new concept, very different for, for Alan Wake 2. Yeah. And, and we were looking at it, we were talking about it with potential partners. Ultimately, we came to the conclusion that it doesn't quite feel like Alan Wake. And... and and it, this, this was me and, and, and Miksu, Mikala Kasurinen, who is the game director and, and director of Control. Yes. We created this together, and we decided that we'll just do a new IP. We'll take these ideas, and we'll put them into a new IP, and, and that became Control. Interesting. So Control so, started life as a, as a prototype concept. Well, well not, 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 not quite that much, but there was a separate... Elements of it. Co- a separate uh, kind of concept for a new kind of an Alan Wake 2 that we decided to kind of put on hold 
but there were some aspects, especially on the kind of the more long-lasting experience and more mission-based and right. more like open-ended in some ways. And we took those ideas and 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 like made them as as kind of design parameters and just felt like, well, but we'll just create a completely new, you know, world and narrative and 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 like gameplay thing around yeah. it and and that became control so as control winds down we're recording this in june uh games out in august will you retreat to the to the woods in the summer and uh will you work more on and see what comes out of your brain with regard to, to alan wake i won't i i will take a proper long <laughs> summer vacation Good for you uh like like it's been as these things often are control has been a pretty intense project and 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 uh so and i've been in in a cabin enough writing the story <laughs> of control so so i'm 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 taking a proper summer break and and then we'll start evaluating what's next because you know you've got uh, an in-house game engine that your team's really familiar with and good at that happens to excel at lighting and yeah. and it's uh, and and third person action and you've got a new generation of of consoles with a lot more horsepower that are right around the corner so i don't know it seems like maybe the the post puzzle pieces will finally come together i said the bar is high and 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 like this is <laughs> this is not Alan Wake to confirm. <laughs> but, but, you know, coming back to your question, I do hope it happens. Uh, like, I would love it more than anything. I, I have a lot of passion for creating it. I, I like, I, I am, I find myself often thinking about the story and the characters and, yeah. and, and like, it has evolved. But in some ways, I, I, I also feel like, you know, just the laws of drama being we left the poor guy in the dark place. And, and you know, it's, it's not easy to get out yeah. from the dark place. So it's, it, it, you know, There's a it, story it, it's there. proper that it <laughs> takes a lot of effort. Yes. I, I hope that someday. Yeah. Me too, me too. Um, Quantum Break. So, see, we're moving. We're getting towards control. Yeah. We're almost yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Xbox One, the Durango at the time, you know, the, it, it seemed like such a... The original vision for that seemed like such a great fit for what you were doing with, uh, with Quantum Break, this TV yep. meets, meets games. And, and, um, and by the way, just mentioning this, like, like the thin pitch for Alan Wake 2 that we first approached Microsoft with, yeah. it had a live-action component. Interesting. In where, where, and, and they liked that part. They would, at, at the time, yeah. they were saying, you know, we would rather look at the new IP than, than continue with Alan huh. Wake right now. And it was different people like, yes. in, in the negotiations at that point. Right. Uh, so, so they were eager for something else. That bit they liked. So, so I decided to, well, we'll go back home and figure out, <laughs> like, like, take these elements and what they were looking for as, you know, strategical things at the time. And, and I, I had some story concepts made, you know, just kind of jotted down and I went through them. 
One of them, kind of the working name, was Quantum, that involved time travel, but it also involved a lot of kind of a uh, alternate reality, parallel reality thing, mm-hmm. which ended up kind of like shrinking away as we worked on it, and time travel became a bigger part. But that I took and and used these different like things that they liked in the in the Alan Wake. So after <laughs> after all the you know, hundreds if not thousands of pages uh, of, of screenwriting work that you've done on games and, and in school. You, you did finally get to make a TV show. Yeah, but you I... shot I, it. Go I, ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't write the TV show. Part. You didn't? Okay. Yeah. And, and I didn't know I, that. Yeah, like... And, and it... Let's just say, like... I mean, it, it, a lot of learnings, once again, along the way. I, I, and, and I wouldn't do it the same way again, like... Uh, but but happy that we did it nonetheless. But there was a separate writing team. Like like Microsoft felt really strongly at the time that that there needs to be LA based writing team with TV background. Like like you know having a degree of ownership on the show part, hmm. which which make made it of course like more work and, and, and more trips and more sitting down together and, and workshopping and workshopping right. and trying to make sure that the vision of this part and vision of this part get close enough and like tracking it closer, you know. So, so there was kind of like two years of a lot of intense work to get it as close as it ended up being and it started like quite much further apart. And, and and I I do think like well like these are not easy things and and you know every, really everybody everybody wants to kind of everybody wants the best of the project people just have different points of view yeah. and and you know uh, but but and I'm I'm happy how it ended up being uh, it was just a lot of work along the way yeah uh, and and yeah so in, in hindsight that. That everything should have flown through you narratively. Well, like, and been... it's easy for me to say, and easy for Remedy to say, but maybe there is a just a tiny bit of of, of metaphor in calling the game control. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to be working well so far. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, see like, when yeah. it comes out. Um, you know. Uh, after Quantum Break, you parted ways with Microsoft uh, in your, you know, your kind of, I guess, second-party relationship, and and that sort of struck me as odd, uh, not from you but from them, in the sense that, you know, they needed then, and and you know, they've been taking steps to rectify it now, but boy, they needed some exclusive games at that point, and and you know, the 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 decision is made. Well, or let's let's go. Let's go our separate ways. Was was that your choice or theirs or a mutual thing to no? I, to and, part? and you know, well, we 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 are we are kind of working with them right now. Like like I'm not sure if you caught the announcement in the uh, Xbox keynote about the uh, Crossfire X. Right. Uh, yes. And, and and we are working with Smilegate, creating single player story yeah. story driven campaign into that and and kind of it's it, it will be coming out through Microsoft so so yeah. uh, so so the relationship is ongoing good uh, and and 
like I, I think that a lot of things through the 10 years that we worked together worked wonderfully. And, and, and a lot of, I mean, so, so and, and you know, it's like Alan Wake was a convoluted long process uh, because of many reasons. Quantum Break was a convoluted, like it's, it's complicated to create big games like that. And, and, and they have helped us a lot along the way and, and, and good relationships there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's always like what are they looking for at the moment from strategical perspective. Uh, we did go and show our updated thinking on Alan Wake 2 after Quantum Break. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it didn't feel like it was uh, like instant, you know, sparks flying and this is a match. And, and, and then we kind of decided to uh, wanted to try out like for a while, let's, let's just try to be more uh, in the driving seat on all aspects. Like 505 Games is a great, great partner uh, for that. And, and uh, like multi-platform, just from an indie dev perspective, uh, we hadn't been doing that for years and True. years. Yeah. So, so it felt like, wouldn't it be wonderful to try it with this game, like like on on all the different major platforms, like PlayStation and and, and Xbox and and PC all. What uh, so besides uh, maintaining tighter control on control, what uh, what what does control from from where you sit um, from the kind of the narrative side, the creative side, what does control learn from? Quantum Break, and even for that matter, from from Alan Wake and and Max Payne. Well, I mean, I for me personally, I I I, I can draw on multiple levels, kind of certain threads that I feel fascinating and I like exploring and and evolving in some ways. I think that one big learning and 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 kind of like you know there there is always that feel that you work on something you want to iterate and improve but also in some ways you feel like well want to get excited about something fresh and new and and then it's kind of a pendulum swing <laughs> that that well like let's try like i feel like big part of the vision from my part as well was that for quantum break let's create like hollywood blockbuster ex- experience like like you know it's sci-fi. Yes, time travel is always difficult, but in some ways, let's try to make it like a kind of a mainstream sci-fi, yeah. you know, fun experience. This then, like, getting into control, especially f- with, with, with Mikhail, we share a lot of kind of similar tastes, both like weird things. We just decided that this time around, let's not hold any stops. Let's, go, let's not second guess, like, Will the gamers get this? Let's just like go with our passion. Let's make it as weird <laughs> as we feel excited about. And and we kept pushing like it can be weirder. Like 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 yeah, this is an exciting idea. And and just like try to channel that passion and excitement into this project as much as possible. And that to me, like in some ways, kind of mentally took me back to the first Max Payne. We didn't, back then we didn't know any better. Right, that that right. was the only way to yeah. do it. Obviously, through years, you start to say, see 
you know, gain more perspective and, you know, analyze it more. And, but here we try to kind of push that slightly to the side and just like, let's go where our passion and takes that's, us. And that's the way to do it, right? Sure. You don't, you don't yeah. want to like focus test something to yeah. death and, and make sure it appeals to like, just you got, you got to make something for yourself. And if you love it, then other people are going to yeah, love it, like, right? Yeah, like, and that's where the kind of the genre, like, for the narrative, like, new weird, like, like you know, say, Jeff Vandermeer's Annihilation that, that came out as a movie as well, but, but the book especially, and, and, and a lot of that stuff for me. And, 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 and at the same time, like, like Mikhail is a, is a great fan of, of Dark Souls, say. So, so we just felt that, it can be more challenging, it can be weirder, it can be, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully in a positive way, like for the player to put more effort into it, both to actually manage to <laughs> play it through, but also from the narrative perspective for me, I mean, yeah. I felt that this can be fragmented, this can be open for interpretation, this can be hallucinatory and, and dreamlike and, and you know you need to pick up the pieces and piece them together and maybe you didn't even find all the pieces and, and somebody else found the pieces and then people can go online and you know start coming up with theories and I, I think it's about this and, and yeah. that, that feels like something that I get huge kicks about in, in all mediums of entertainment, like like postmodern writing right. or or today's modern like like TV shows, if you can even call them TV shows anymore, <laughs> but but like ambitious, challenging stuff like Legion, the show, kind of Noah Wiley and and uh, you know Mr. Robot and and you know New Twin Peaks, of course, like <laughs> like. Uh, I, I I loved the new Twin Peaks with with so much passion. Did I, you play Inside a few years ago? Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's exactly I, the kind of where you just you you. It's so open yeah, to like, interpretation. Like, yeah. It's like what's going bit on? Bit by bit, like. <laughs> um, it, it's funny. My next question almost ties directly into what you just said. Uh, that's you know of get of just focusing on what excites you and doubling down on on your. Uh, what you're enthusiastic about because control for me I've played it a couple different occasions now and and it I feel like it's a it's a almost it almost feels like a throwback game to <laughs> yeah and I mean this in a good in a really good yeah, way yeah, like yeah. you know it's not a, it's it, it it just it almost feels like a game that that uh, could have come out in the early 2000s like just a a really focused action adventure game with cool powers and physics and and things to do without a lot of other you know, like microtransaction hooks sure. or all this. Yeah. Like it, it feels like a very focused game to me. Yeah, and that that was kind of a big, kind of starting mission statement fr- from us. That that let's make it like and and part of the reason why we are close to the finish line now. Uh, that that kind of to to get it done. But yeah, like it's. It is also a throwback, I guess, in the sense that, that you know, it is things that, that me and Mikhail feel that we love and, and, and kind of like drawing stuff from that, which kind of tends to go back a bit, like yeah. things that you, 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 that, you know, somehow have left a mark. 
really, really new things really kind of they they need time to seep in. True. Yes. <laughs> and 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 so I I think that there is that part of it. Like from the story perspective, for me, we went. We made a very strict decision early on that that we will we will yes use cutscenes but way less than before. Uh, also, like coming out from Quantum Break, I, I definitely felt that live action is a keeper. I want to do live action as part of these experiences, but let's find a completely new way of doing live action. I mean, we have old stuff, you know, in there, so you will be finding televisions with with live action content yeah that we've been doing and and that are quite actually critical for the overall narrative mm-hmm. but on, on on top of that we are experimenting on and that goes to hallucinatory things like you've seen material so for example the previous director the dead tri- director trench keeps appearing in a in a weird way to Jesse as you play yeah and and that's live action material blended on many layers oh, cool. on, on, on top of the actual game footage. Yeah. And, and that's just one example of like, like finding new ways of bringing live action as like maybe more integrated into the overall and, and the fun part of it, it's a storytelling tool where you don't need to take controls away from the player. You keep playing and these visions are appearing to you and you are yeah. gaining more kind of narrating information while you play. Is there going to be a, uh, a new Poets of the Fall song on, on a radio somewhere in, uh, in the oldest house? <laughs> Looking. It's like a tradition at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we, we missed a beat with, with Quantum Break, unfortunately. Like, like, we wanted to do that, but then there were complications on <laughs> on on legal side and and it, it happens it, yeah and so so that was a bummer but but like the band is good friends of mine and and I do personally like let's leave it to this I I feel <laughs> that it's 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 a fun interesting part of a remedy game experience so so you know like like trying always to, to look for opportunities for something like that. Last question for you. I'm going to let you get out of here. What are you doing for your 50th birthday coming up? It's, it's coming up, yeah. <laughs> Next March. Yeah? Yeah, like, like wouldn't it be great Like if, if somewhere close there we would have, you know, an interesting announcement? That would be great. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> there, there, there is nothing planned. It's kind of a scary thing. It's I'm, I'm trying to come to terms with that. Like it, yeah. You got a few more months. Sure, I have, <laughs> figure I have. it out. Well, I'm just, I guess I'm sorry. It's what a horrible way to end, end an interview. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like, uh, and and it's it's also close to the point. Not quite like next year, but but uh, like, I I. I I'm, I'm close to 25-year mark on on wow as a w- working at Remedy. Yeah, so I think it's 23 something now. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, it, it's been a ride. And and the thing about making games, what what's great about it, uh, even in the same company, like like Remedy has been evolving through the years, and 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 games are evolving. Like like. 
it's it's so interesting that every new game is also like venturing into the unknown like like in the sense that new technology new opportunities right. also like like we don't know how much this is going to take and and what <laughs> this is going to cost and and you know it's always like doing something in at least parts of it are something that no one has done before so it's prototyping that keeps it fresh that keeps it interesting and exciting yeah. always onward and upward sam like thank you so much thank a you a real pleasure likewise sam like uh, control is the game out august 27th on ps4 xbox one and pc uh, for more episodes of ign unfiltered i do this every single month check back on ign youtube or your favorite podcast service for yeah, I think 43 other episodes of this. If you almost you 50, fun. almost 50. I'm getting there too. Uh, yeah. I'm getting there too. Sam, like, thank you so much. Uh, thank keep you. it locked right here to IGN. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.